This is Brother Metter, and we're continuing uh, the series on with walking in the Spirit. And I want to go to a scripture found in 2 Corinthians uh, 4 and 16 through 17. And it says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. And I also want to go to uh, 2 Timothy 2, 15 and 16. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Uh, these two scriptures right here deal with a daily, and that's what people need to get in their spirit, is a daily dedication, discipline, in a time that you pursue a relationship with God on a daily basis. Uh, here, Paul is instructing Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And then in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, uh, all the things we go through, for this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So every day that inward man has got to be renewed. He's got to be renewed in prayer. He's got to be renewed in study of the Word. He's got to be renewed in that uh, relationship with the Lord, in the relationship with the body every day. You need to do something to strengthen and to renew this inner man, which is your spiritual man. You know, Paul said in Romans 7, he said, I delight after the uh, law of God of the inward man. There was uh, the inward man in Paul delighted after the law of God. And I'm not talking about the Mosaic law. I'm talking about the law of the Spirit. The Bible talks about in Romans 8, in the uh, eighth chapter, second verse, for the law of spirit and life, which is Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, some people say that that's the law of Moses. I don't believe that. I believe that that is referring to that if you commit sin, then the wages of sin is death. For the law of spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I am no longer under that sentence of death because by what Jesus done and he established the law of spirit and life and it was established in Christ Jesus, then I have been set free from the law of sin and death. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And who the Son has made free is free indeed. Well, I'm free indeed. I'm free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from the yoke of sin. I'm free from that mind and that bondage, that, that law that worketh in my members. Paul said that there. I find that when I do, would do good, evil is present 
to hinder me and I find that I delight after the law of God in the inward man, but then there I see another law in my members warring against me, and that is the law of sin. That is the law of that carnal man that uh, his nature is the sin nature. He's the sin nature, and if you don't discipline him and you don't bring him under subjection to the working and the leadership of the Spirit of God in your life and come to that place that you learn to yield your members as instruments under righteousness, then there's no way around it. You will commit sin. You will uh, be brought under the bondage of that law of sin and death. And it will bring forth, you know, this, this is what we were dis discussing last time, uh, that law of sin. Uh, it works when uh, a man is tempted. He's not tempted of God. God does not tempt man with evil. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he was not tempted with evil, but the man side of him, that carnal nature, whether you believe it or not, that's the only thing in man that can be tempted. God could not, uh, the spirit of God in him could not be tempted. What was tempted in him was the spirit of man. It was that that is common to man. It is that uh, the, the nature of sin that tries to draw us away into lust. That's what James tells us, that man is tempted by the lust and the desires that's in his own heart, in his own spirit. And when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. Well, Jesus never allowed lust to conceive sin in his spirit. He put it down. He crucified the lust of the flesh. He overcame the world. Uh, if you read in John 16 and 33, he said, in the world you have tribulation, and in me ye have, but in me ye have peace will be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And I believe if you go to 1 John, the second chapter, somewhere around the 15th verse, it talks about all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And if these are in you, the love of the Father is not in you. So Jesus said, I've overcome these. He overcame the world. He overcame temptation that tempted his uh, natural man. The Bible tells us that uh, he was tempted in all points like as we are. So we were tempted by the lust of the flesh, and Jesus was tempted in these same points, but he put the lust of his flesh to death, crucified it, would not give in to it, where lust could be conceived and bring forth sin. I pray this word's getting a hold of you that you will know that you can overcome. You can conquer sin in the flesh, even as Jesus did. May God bless you.